You think you're special, special, you do. I can see it in your eyes. Because I'm a crack addict. That's right, I'm a crack addict. Cracking the stars, I'm gonna Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Welcome to the Thomas Austin Show with your host, me, Thomas Austin. And uh, I've got a little big event tonight, April 1st. And, uh, well, it's WrestleMania, which I have been a lifelong wrestling fan. I didn't start off with the WWF as being my preferred one, but they won me over. And now they have me for life. Um, but, as stated before, it is WrestleMania. Tonight and tomorrow night, nice little double event. So, um, might as well give my predictions, so that way I'm held accountable for everything that I'm doing on here. Uh, So, what I'll basically do is just go down the card list, maybe give a little background if you're not following today's product. And also, I might get a lot of things wrong, because I don't have a way to watch it live, and you'd assume like you'd assume that their service would allow you to watch a week after maybe a couple days maybe 2 weeks after no no their their back catalog goes back a couple months for whatever reason um so i'm just going to give what i've seen uh through live events and and by premium live events, because they host that on Peacock. Which, you know, if they want us to get our cocks out, they should probably, you know, let Raw and SmackDown be live on there. I don't necessarily know if NXT is live on there. I'm not too well-versed in their stuff. Anyway. Let's go ahead and take it from the top. Just going to start off. So, match one, night one. And this has been confirmed. This has been, uh, some people say, leaked, even though they told us. And some people out there in the world, they were like, hey, we're reporters. We're reporting this thing that's been announced. I'm not going to get in my business with Wrestling reporters. The wild thing. Alright, anyway. Austin Theory is walking in. WrestleMania as the United States champion. And so he's he had it for he's had it for a little bit now. And uh well he he has gotten the attention of uh, one John Cena! And so, John Cena being the massive celebrity that he is now, doesn't have a whole lot of time to be doing wrestling. So, he came in, demolished Austin Theory on the mic, and now Austin Theory has been kind of carrying this, which they haven't done for a minute. 
but they've been carrying this uh, for a minute. And by a minute, I literally mean like a minute. It's been like a couple of weeks. Um, so with this one, it kind of has to be Austin Theory because like I said, John Cena, he's not available to be a full-time person in WWE. So giving him a title at this point in his career is kind of pointless unless it's the main title and they'll give him like a Brock Lesnar type of contract where he can show up three times a year, big pay-per-views, if he wants. I don't know. Uh, but it, I'm going to have to go with Austin Theory. Uh, there, there's just no way around it for this one for me. It's a young guy. John Cena's now in the business of putting people over. There's no reason for him to have a title, as stated earlier. And so I, I just got to go with A-Town down, Austin Theory, walking away with the United States Championship. And then after that, you have Seth frickin' Rollins against Logan Paul. Uh, so just like literally every person on the planet, it annoys me that he's really good at this wrestling thing because I do not like the Paul brothers. Uh, they... <sighs> There's just so much, there's too many things. And that's the problem is there's too many things where I could pull up from this person's past and be like, I don't like you. And that, that's an issue. Uh, but he's really good at this wrestling thing. Uh, last year made his debut at WrestleMania. And then he challenged Roman Reigns for the title in, I think, Saudi Arabia. And after that, it was the Rumble. Which he had an amazing spot where him and Ricochet collided midair. And then that set up this feud here because once he was eliminated, he came back in and threw out Seth Rollins. Which, I don't know. Seth Rollins should be getting a title run. Like a main title run. Sometime in the future, once Roman's done with uh, holding both. I hope they... I'll get into that later. I'll get into that later. Uh, so, here, Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. I think because Logan Paul is an attraction, he doesn't need the win. But Seth, he doesn't care if he wins or loses. He goes out there, performs at the highest level that he can every single week. I would like to see Seth win, though. That's... That will be my prediction here. Seth Rollins going over Logan Paul. Reason being is uh, Seth Rollins has been on a long, not complete losing streak, but last year he won small amount of times on the big stage. Logan, I don't know how long he's going to be coming in and out the way he does. It's a, It's a... Same thing with Cena. It's not a full-time wrestler. And honestly, he doesn't need to win. Like, he comes... Like, he can just show up, have a really good match with Rollins, lose, and then go away until, like, SummerSlam. And then he comes back and, you know, have a good match with someone else. I, I would prefer Rollins to win here. 
the way I'm sounding, it's like my brain's telling you, no, Logan Paul's going to win. But he really shouldn't. So I'll stick to it. Uh, and then after that, it is a six-woman tag team match with Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eosky. Uh, so Bailey and Becky have been going at it for a while now, and uh, I guess to spice it up and to kind of make it another attraction for the biggest stage of them all. The grandest stage of them all. The uh, Trish Stratus and Lita are back, which Becky Lynch and Lita are the women's tag champions. They beat Dakota Kai and Eos Kai for them. Uh, they're like all titles are just props, but this one, the women's tag championships, like they have a decent chunk of female talent that they can use, and. The tag titles could have been a way to elevate them, but they don't really care. Which is going to happen because you have way too many titles at sometimes. But besides that, uh, this one, I don't know a whole lot of the build to it. It's just like Becky Lynch brings out Lita to help against Bailey and the others. And then they bring out Trish to help against Damage Control. Which leads to this match. And uh, I... I can't imagine bringing Trish Stratus and Lita back to team just to have them lose. But also, Becky Lynch doesn't need the win. Lita doesn't need the win. Trish doesn't need the win. If Damage Control loses, they have to split up because it's run its course and they would just do better as singles wrestlers at this point. Uh, so, I have to go with the uh, the legends on this one, which is the counteractive point for Logan Paul and John Cena, but it's it has a different feel to it because you you don't because John Cena he's still around technically like he'll come back here and there, but you don't see Trish Stratus and Lita in the WWE uh, often, especially Trish. So I. I got to go with just Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch here. After that, it is the Men's WrestleMania Showcase for Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. It's a mouthful. Braun Strowman and Ricochet. <laughs> Get it? Because one's really tall and one's not tall. And one's really huge and the other one's not huge. It just makes sense. Am I right or am I right? I'm wrong. So then they are going up against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. They're going up against Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. And they're going up against the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar with Valhalla. So I'm just going to get, I'll break down who I think will, who has the least best chance of winning. And then obviously by process of elimination it'll go to who i think will win so with this uh the viking raiders they're in there to showcase their talent they are really talented but wwe has dropped the ball on them pretty hard i do not see them getting away with this because you see normally when you're in a fail four-way match your uh, chances of winning are about 25 percent 
However, the Viking Raiders know that they can't beat Braun Strowman and Ricochet. And so when that happens, their uh, chances of winning drastic go down. I'm not going to do the Steiner math. There's way, way too math for a Saturday morning. Um, but anyway, so the Viking Raiders, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they have a shot, which is really like these guys, if you look at them, you'd be like, damn, yeah, that'd be hard to beat. But that's why you got Braun in there. Big, gigantic Braun. Which that leads me to my next team, Braun Strowman and Ricochet. They're an odd couple. They were just put together one day. They've been teaming for a minute. I'm going to say for a minute a lot in this because it's it's a go-to phrase for mine. Anyway, they, they're not a cohesive unit. Like they, They've been putting together some good matches is what I've heard, and they work their size difference and their different uh, wrestling styles together pretty well. But, I mean... WWE does have a tendency just to put two people together and give them a good run, but I don't think so, not on WrestleMania. Especially because the Street Profits and Alpha Academy are established teams. And they they have been ha- getting good focal uh, points leading up here. With, uh, well, so this will knock down another team. Uh, Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. Uh, there's been a little backstage dissension between Gable and Otis. So for those of you who don't know, like I said, this is a little educational. Not not educational, it's wrestling. Informative. And it's not informative because I'm not informative. I'm just going to tell you some things and hopefully you listen. Or don't. It's up to you. There is a group called, what is it, Maxim Male Models? And it's ridiculous gimmick. Two guys, I don't know how to say their name, their 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 model names, but it's been really entertaining whenever they do anything on television and on the internet. Um, they've been trying to sway Otis to become a member of the model agency, which has caused uh, some issues with... Chad Gable. And I think because of that, I think that their cohesive unit is kind of coming unglued. And so I think that might cause a little issue with them leading to them breaking up. But so that leaves ultimately the Street Profits, the Street Profits, Montez Ford. He's got it in spades. And And Angelo Dawkins, he, man... He just needs to change his attire, and he'll look better. Once if they if they split up, which they've been teasing for a minute, and I think did for like a second. I really need to figure out new uh, turns of phrase. But Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, the Street Profits—they are the team here. They are the team uh, to beat. They are the ones who should go over. They're the ones that I'm wanting to go over and locking in my pick because. They just, they should win. No one else on here, like, it. propelling these guys forward on the grandest stage is what needs to happen. Because both of them 
they are very charismatic. They're very decent in the ring. I, I don't want to say good in the ring, not because they aren't, but just because I want to, you know, temper expectations. Because well, last year the tag team match, something happened. I don't want to be the one to jinx it. You ain't catching me. But yes, Street Profits. It's my choice. Next up, we have Deadbeat Father Rey Mysterio against Prison. Dominic Mysterio. Uh, this has been going on for a while. Uh, there is a team called Judgment Day, led by Finn Balor, formerly Edge. Not that they're the same person, but they, they change leadership. And over the course of last year, Judgment Day uh, feuded with Edge which meant bringing back Mysterio into the fold. And Dominic, they were tagging. Eventually, Dominic turns on Edge and Mysterio. And recently, they they avoided each other well enough, and there was a fun little uh, series of events going on where every single holiday, Dominic, Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley, who was a member of De- uh, Judgment Day, would go at the Mysterio household for a holiday. And the antics there, I would just look it up. It's great. Uh, But recently, Dominic made disparaging remarks about his mother, which caused Ray to finally hit his son. And when he did, Dominic, who's been begging to be hit from his father, started to shrivel up like a little... Excuse my friend here. Like a little bitch. Because that's what he was. So Rey Mysterio did that. That cemented the match at WrestleMania. Father. Son. Which hasn't been seen since McMahon. And McMahon. This match is going to be fun. And speaking of Rhea Ripley and Judgment Day. For the WWE SmackDown's Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair, who is the champion, is going up against Rhea Ripley, who won. The Royal Rumble. And this, they have history together. However, the build hasn't... It's been lackluster. Rhea Ripley, she's a dominant force, and she should be treated as such. So she should just be going around beating up people, beating up Charlotte. And Charlotte is not a person to back away from a fight, often. And so she should be fighting back. But they've just been talking. Which... For most part, talking does do well, which I'll get to later with the main event of night two. But that, this, this, they have history together. They should be just tearing at each other. Talking is doing them a disservice. Not because they can't do it, but just because it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit what the match should be. Which I might be putting my own expectations on that. They have a story to tell. It's not bad. It hasn't been bad, but it just doesn't... There should be more intensity to this one. And then last, which should be the main event of night one, but if Rhea Ripley and Charlotte go for the main event, I wouldn't be too upset. Because the promise of the Royal Rumble used to be that you would main event WrestleMania. And then it would be for a championship. 
Those aren't necessarily exclusive to each other anymore, but it is what it is. But here we go. For the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, it is the Usos as champions going in to face off against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So for everybody who is a wrestling fan, you know the story here about the bloodline. For those of you that don't, story time. So... There is a family, a royal family in wrestling, of the Samoans. And the newest generation, led by Roman Reigns, is called the Bloodline. The Usas are part of it. And they're, they're, there's a ton all over the place. And they have mingled with the Tongan family of wrestlers, which the Tongan isn't like a... A specific family, it's just a race of people. Anyway, what unimportant. What's important is in the WWE, Roman Reigns turned heel a couple years ago. Turning heel means that he became a bad guy after he was essentially a good guy. He cemented himself as a bad guy, I should say. He comes back and Jay Uso got on the wrong side of Roman. So they fought. They fought until Jimmy Uso, Jay's brother, got introduced into the storyline. Roman... Jim, he forced Jimmy to fall in line pretty easily. And Jay, bond to protect his brother, also joined up. During that time, they've held the gold... Tag champions, the main title, and over the last year, Sami Zayn, he joined up with the bloodline, became an honorary oos. And for a while there, Jay was like, I don't trust him. I don't like him. Ain't gonna happen. Uh uh. But over time, Jay and Sami, they got close, they were accepted, and then enters Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn's best friend, former best friend, and then best friend, and then former best friend, and then best friend. Anyway, so one night at the Royal Rumble, Kevin Owens is getting beaten down by everybody except for Sami. Sami's outside. He's not wanting to mess with it. And Roman comes in, gives him a chair, Sami Zayn, and tells him to hit Kevin Owens. Conflicted, but potential chance that he'll hit Kevin Roman starts antagonizing Sammy a little bit, turns his back to go trash talk Owens. Sammy picks up a chair and smashes the chair into the back of Roman Reigns. He goes straight to Jay, tries to apologize, tries to plead his case. Bam! Super kick from Jimmy. He goes down. And since then, Sammy's been trying to talk to Kevin Owens about taking down the bloodline together. <clears throat> Owens isn't here for it. it. Being treated the way he was during Sammy's time with the bloodline has left a sour taste in his mouth. So they aren't on good terms at the moment. Well, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, uh, Jay, he's gone for a little bit. There's a lot of pent-up feelings here because of how close he and Sammy grew. And so one night on Raw, 
Jay comes back while Jimmy and Sammy are having a stare down. And Jay enters the ring, stares his brother down, walks past him, goes outside, and sides with Sammy Zayn. Shocker. Jimmy's on his knees, just like contemplating his life. Like they're the Usos. Is he just going to be called the Uso? No, that's crazy. Sammy and Jay hug, but lo and behold, it was a trap. Super kick. Bam. Sammy goes down. Jay's like, hey, this is family shit, fool. What do you think? I'm going to choose you over him? That's blood. And that, that resonated with me a little bit. Because I know for some blood members, I would super kick a person for And then for other family members, I would super kick them. But neither here nor there. So that leads up to now. Sammy and Kevin make up. It's great. It's wonderful. Tears going down everyone's eyes. And so it was set. With Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn now as a unit against the Usos. Match set. Gonna happen. Should possibly main event night one, which would be great because it would be the first time that a tag team match has ever main evented WrestleMania. But technically, the because there's two nights, it's not really the main event of night one, but it's a headliner. I don't know. It's strange. Uh, where was it? Yeah. Picking the who I think is going to win. Um, it's time for some sort of... Uh, something to happen to the bloodline for them to take a hit. And I think that this is going to be the first one. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going over the Usos. This will lead to dissension in the bloodline. And I think that the story that they're going to tell is Jay breaking away. And the best way to do that is to separate the titles, which means so much to the bloodline. And also, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they kind of deserve something after the year they had. Well, Kevin Owens, he he just needs something. Whenever they under they have him underutilized at the moment. But that was the ending of night one, which will lead us to WrestleMania Night Two. I don't know why I did that, but I did. So, WrestleMania Night 2, there isn't, to my knowledge, a set one that we know, a set way that the card's going to be run down, at least to my knowledge. But what we have so far is a triple threat match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Champion Gunther. Beautiful man. Fantastic. Going up against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. It's a a real intercontinental match here. You got a Scotsman, an Irishman, and I don't quite know what Gunther is. I think Austrian? So, you know, go Europe. So this match is going to be wild. I I can already tell. Last year, Gunther and Sheamus were just straight up going at it a lot. It was these guys, they just beat each other. Big meaty men slapping meat is the name of the game for this one. 
And uh, so normally in triple threat matches or any multi-man match that happens, what normally takes place is either to make your champion look really strong or to save your champion from taking a pinfall loss, making them seem weak to the audience. Wrestling's very strange, the way that they do things. But, and that's all wrestling, not just WWE. I think that this is the former than the latter, where Gunther's taking on both these guys, and he's going to be made to look very strong. Now, Drew McIntyre and both Sheamus, they should deserve some title because of the work that they've been putting in. Which Sheamus, he keeps getting better as the years go on. It's wild. But you love to see it because more entertainment for us as time goes on. Drew McIntyre always puts on a good show. And so this match, I think this might be match of at least, if not the whole event, match of the night for night two, which is saying something because there are going to be some good matches for this night. Uh, I think I'll prefer night two over night one. But I've said that the past couple of times that they've had multiple nights and I've always been surprised by the other show being the one that I wasn't expecting. But moving forward, Gunther, champion, leaves, champion. Next up, in a Hell in a Cell match, Edge versus the Demon, Finn Balor. As stated before, Judgment Day, Edge, both of these guys were the leaders of it. Now Finn's the leader of it. I oh did I did I forget to pick a champ person for Charlotte and Rhea and I guess Ray and Dominic I think Ray's gonna win I think Rhea's gonna win how did I miss that I was too busy getting okay with Judgment Day going one on one on the night one I think that Finn Balor is gonna beat Edge Hell in a Cell match. Edge, he's already stated that he's going to retire during SummerSlam. And so it just makes sense to me to push Finn here. And also he's bringing out the Demon, which doesn't mean anything in the main... In the main... Can't think of the word. For WWE. Roster. Main roster. Got it. Figured it out. Brain need a quick, quick reset. So, yeah. Uh, continuing with the whole part-timers thing, except here and there, Finn Balor should get the win over Edge and Hell in a Cell. That should also be a good match. So, now we have the Women's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Match. I don't feel confident in this but if I had I'll do the same thing that I did before I'll go from who I think has the least amount of shot to the best amount of shot here least amount Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville they are basically Karens at this moment that's kind of their thing speaking to managers being all complain their comedy well Chelsea's a comedy act Sonia recently been put with her to give this probably just like a little bit more of a stronger edge, but they're they're not going to win. And then after that, it's Natalia and Shotzi. 
just based on Shotzi alone being on the part of that team, they're not going to win that. Just because I think they're low on her right now, but they have a better chance than Chelsea Green. I'm just going by the teams themselves. Those two teams in particular, they have one person who I cannot see getting a victory at Mania. So this now leaves Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez going up. Well, they're going up against, but also and Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. So Ronda and Shayna, best buds, MMA background, going up against Liv Morgan and Raquel, who have been teaming for weeks, I'm guessing. Whenever there's like a tag match put together. Uh, I think that Liv Morgan and Raquel are not going to be the winners here. Just due to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, they should be the winners. They are like legit fighters. And that's not like, that's not a good way to measure things out in wrestling. But if it's a showcase, you got to showcase the two people who should win in most people's minds. It just makes sense. Liv Morgan, she's had a title reign. It was all right. Not the greatest. Not the worst. And Raquel, having her be in a tag match at Mania is kind of a disservice. But it gets her on the card. Gets her in front of people in the biggest stage. You have a long time ahead with her. Ronda Rousey and Shayna. It will lead to getting booze, which is perfect for the next match. So I, I, th- I think Ronda and Shayna are going to win this. Which then that brings us to the WWE Raw's Women's Championship with champion Bianca Belair going up against Asuka. I'm my heart of hearts. I want to say Oscar. My brain says Bianca, but I'm going to go with Oscar. I'm going to fight my brain on this one. She needs a WrestleMania win. She just does. And Bianca Belair has had a wonderful title reign. However, she's going to be around for a while. So is Oscar, but Bianca, she can take a loss and come back at it again. They could, I don't want to, I don't want to see it, but they could do the old Charlotte and Sasha thing where they were just trading belts back and forth, left and right. Um, because neither of them could get the edge on the other. But I think Asuka is my prediction for this. Mostly just because I want it, <laughs> but also she needs one. She needs a mania win. This woman, she just, does like the most she she deserves it that's my reasoning she deserves it and next up it's Brock Lesnar versus Omos Brock Lesnar most people know that name Omos most people don't know that name or don't care to know that name this guy is seven foot whatever Brock Lesnar's a beast beast versus giant I'm going with Brock on this one 
that's all I'm going to say. I, I don't, this, this is probably the one match that I care the least about. Which brings us to the main event. For the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Cody Rhodes, Royal Rumble winner, the son of a son of a plumber, the American Nightmare, adrenaline in his soul, something something, Cody Rhodes. Whoa, against Roman Reigns, your reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Champion, head of the table, tribal chief, blah, 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 Roman Reigns against Cody Rhodes. A lot of people say that it's Cody's time, and they're potentially right. However... I think they're going to go with Roman on this one. I think they're going to go on Roman. And then potentially the night afterwards, he might relinquish one of the titles, the WWE Championship, saying that, listen, I've beaten them all. I don't need this one. The Universal Championship, that's his. He's made that his. But I, it's this one's a toss-up. It could go either way. They can give it to Cody, which he deserves it. He's went around the world and made a name for himself after leaving WWE. And he has that feeling of that he could beat Roman. I was doing fantasy booking there, by the way, with the whole Roman thing. But with Roman, it's it would be nice for him to eclipse a thousand days. It's just this one, this one I'm not sure on either or, which is great. It's wonderful. This is one of the only times in recent history where I'm like, okay, I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to win this match. And that's always a fun time. But. I still think they have a little bit more time with the Bloodline storyline with Roman as champion. I think they still have a little bit more juice before it's ended completely. And it could be Cody Rhodes to end it, but I don't think it's time just yet. And so that's why Roman Reigns is my my choice for this one. And I, <laughs> I'm not... I'm conflicted. So if I was if I were to put confidence points on this, I ain't putting a whole lot. <laughs> I'm not putting a whole lot on that one. That might be a one. Cause uh oof, oof. It's difficult. Now, before I go, I will uh say this to those of you watching that they're in Hollywood this year and the last time that they did this was WrestleMania 21. They released uh, parody trailers. And most of them are pretty good. And so I, I would tell you to look look for these. There's a Joker one. And all you got to do, WWE, parody trailer, Joker, Top Gun, 
Stranger Things, Titanic, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Goodfellas. They're pretty funny, which is surprising for WWE. And outside of that, uh, yeah. It's, it's go time tonight. I hope you have a wonderful uh, day, two-day event here. And let's rock. Thank you for stopping by and giving a listen to this guy. If you want to follow me on any social media platform, I am on Twitter at Tom Austin Show. You can follow me on Instagram at Thomas Austin Show. I also have a Facebook at Tossin 17 Streams where you can find me streaming on occasion uh, on Xbox with the gamertag Tossin 17, capital T, Austin 17. And also, if you want to send in an email, I have a Gmail for the Thomas Austin Show at gmail.com. Alrighty, I hope you have a good one, and I hope you stop by again. Alrighty, bye-bye.